Welcome to the Sell or Die podcast. I'm your host, Jeffrey Gittimer. And I'm your host, Jen Gittimer. Well, in this podcast, we're going to help you attract more qualified, unbelievable, ready-to-buy clients. We're going to help you build loyal relationships. And the one thing you're hoping for, close more deals. Let's get into it. It's time to sell or die. Attention, diehard. We have an amazing guest today on Sell or Die. His name is Dr. Wayne, the Mango Man Pickering. Now, I have known Dr. Wayne for the better part of 30 years. He is not just the ambassador for health. He is the ambassador of health, and there's a big difference. What he knows about diet and health and nutrition is more than most people are ever even exposed to. He's PhD, natural science, doctor of naturopathy, an additional doctorate in theology, which makes him a, a believer, not simply a doer, and a master's degree in nutrition. I mean, you can't have all that stuff and not be brilliant. He's written 29 books. Go to mangomanbooks.com. Mangomanbooks.com. He's got all kinds of stuff on his website that are just, just he's a wealth of knowledge of health. He's the wealth of health knowledge. I try to rhyme things because he tries to rhyme things. He's done all kinds of stuff, but his use of the English language is incredible. He's an international professional motivation speaker. He shows you how to get older and better, not old and bitter. You got that? And that's Wayne. That That's how Dr. Wayne uses his ability to think and create. Um, he was about to die, somehow made it. He's done 50 triathlons. I mean, this guy's off the friggin' chart. We'll go on and on when we're done, but I want you to understand this guy gets it because he does it. We're going to go, I'll, I'll put this in the chat, but uh, defeatbadeating.com is where you're going to go to get this interview. And you'll have it up on Sell or Die, but you'll have it both places. So let me put that up there right now. So there's the link for that interview and a bunch of other interviews, I'm sure. But in the meantime, please help me welcome the great Dr. Wayne, the Mango Man, Pickering. Thank you, Jeffrey. What a pleasure it is to be back with you again, buddy. Listen, I know we've got a lot to cover today, but what I want to do is really get the science of nutrition nutrition down because you indicated, uh, you know, getting older and better and old, not old and bitter. Yeah. We have we have to get the eating down. There's nine components that's going to keep you healthy for life. And we're going to be discussing that here in a little while. But nutrition, oh. nutrition is one of them. But it's good to be back with you again. Thank you. Listen, this is a time where you get to share wisdom, not knowledge, wisdom about how to get healthy if you're not and stay healthy if you are. And I think those two elements of life, and I'm past my 70th birthday, and I'm going to tell you, nothing is more important to me than my health. Nothing. And I just had one of those uh, scans, you know, the how much calcium is in your in your veins. And mine, for the second time, mine came back zero. Now, my honest confession is it is not because of what I eat. I think it's my physical makeup as much as anything, because my doctor said, how'd you do that? And I said, well, I, I eat a lot of shit food. <laughs> and he was just laughing off his chair. But the reality is I actually watch what I eat. I try to eat things that are good for me, even though they may be a little bit off the chart. And Wayne, if I say some things that aren't really good for me that I eat, you please correct me. Is that fair? That's right. Good. Okay. Good for you. So in the morning, I'll have avocado toast. And the guy said, you want gluten-free bread? I said, no one wants gluten-free bread. No one. They have to have it, but they don't want it. 
So I think that if I have avocado toast in the morning with an egg on top of it, is that bad? No. Uh, well, you see, the, the combination of the protein and the starch, which we'll be talking about in a little while, that's not really a good compatible combination for your body's digestive chemistry. Let me say this. If something's insane, we know it's not sane. If something's right. inharmonious, we know it's not harmonious. But if something is indigesting, that doesn't mean it's not uh, halfway digesting. It's not digesting. Got so, it. Yeah. So what we need to do is start really being proactive with our health so that we can get older and better and not old and bitter. And I say this to a lot of my clients, never give up your health in your quest for wealth because you will, not maybe, you will spend all that wealth to regain your health. And then when you die, yeah, that, but when you die, guess what happens? Something significant happens. Your brother-in-law gets to drive your car. Now, <laughs> that's a bummer. So we got to stay on top of our game. And all of these things that I went through in my life, oh my gosh, uh, I'm so glad because they were exactly what I needed at that moment in time. So this here that you're going through right now and you're having a little of this, a little of that concerns, I can help you. And the joy is I want to. So I'm going to make some confessions about my choices over the course of the last few years. I've chosen no vaccine. Good. And the reason I chose no vaccine is because I'm already healthy. And did I get COVID? Actually, yeah, I did. But I took hydroxychloroquine, which was forbidden at the time. And now all of a sudden they're saying, oh, yeah, by the way, it cures COVID. And ivermectin, which has been around for who knows how many years, uh, the guy won a Nobel Prize for doing it. It's b delivered billions of doses, but it was against the big pharmaceutical companies. So they said, no, it's not any good. That's now been disproven. It's now good. So we have to look at what information is out there for us, Dr. Wayne. How, how am I supposed to discern what's real and what's not real? Well, you see, you have to listen to your body. One of the things, Jeffrey, that I've done over the years, and this has been going on for golly, I, I could say at least 30 to 40 years that I started doing this. Uh, when something goes wrong, I say, oh, what did I do? Start listening to your body. It's the most important education that you can have. So I said, okay, what did I do? And then when I said, okay, I did this, I said, oh, they, let, me, let me see if that was the problem. So then I stop doing whatever it was and I make a little, I have a personal ailments list and what really causes them. And mm -hmm. so I put it in that personal ailments list in my computer and I put it in there and then I go back to doing what I, uh, you know, put in the ailments list. And boy, if I, my body reacted again, not responded because responding is positive, reacting is negative. And so if my body reacted to it, then I said, oh, okay, that's what I did. All right. So I put it down and I go three different times. And when, you know, three strikes you're out kind of thing. Yeah, I know it well. Three strikes that ever, whatever I was consuming or even thinking because our thoughts are so crucial to our health. And we can always talk about that as well at another time. But today, what I want to do is talk about like these little issues that we have mm -hmm. and how how we can go ahead and rise above them because uh, we never treat disease. We treat the body. And the moment that we stop trying to treat the disease, then we're going to be on top of our game. 
Wow. So we, yeah, we need to treat our bodies. And I'll be sharing with you in a little while those nine components that's going to keep you healthy for life. But what I would really like to do, if we could, Jeffrey, is uh, let you have a little idea of my story and what made it all turn around for me. Would sure. that be okay? I'd love to hear that, Wayne. Yeah. Well, here's something I've learned in my I, I put this together some time ago, but this was a, a valuable lesson in my life. Things in life just don't happen. They happen justly. And I know you know Willie Jolly. He and I have been friends for golly over 35 years, mm -hmm. and we keep in touch quite often. He's a great friend of mine, and he titled his book, A Setback is a Setup to Come Back. And of course, what I teach when you're at rock bottom, that's the best platform to start growing. So when I was at my lowest time in my life, someone happened to give me a three-step plan that within two weeks, this is what made it all turn around for me, by the way, that within two weeks, you will, not maybe, but you will discover what you're going to do for the rest of your life, especially even with the career side of your life. And I've got a special gift for our audience today. MangoManCareer.com. It's MangoManCareer.com. That's a three-step plan. Nothing to sign up for. You don't just click on the button and listen. And it tells my story, and it's my gift to you for the audience today. Cool. I'm going to put that in the chat. MangoManCareer.com. Correct. Okay. Talk a little bit about it. Well, as I say, it's a three-step plan. Step one. Well, okay, I'll give you the uh, the uh, the genesis of it, because I, as I mentioned, I do want to get into those nine components that's going to keep oh. us healthy for life. Okay. Okay. And I was at my lowest time in my life when I was in the sauna bath out at the Roman spa this one year, and I was sitting there and somebody came in. He said, hey, man, how are you doing? I said, oh, I'm okay. What do you mean you're okay, man? He said, you got a lot on the ball. I said, wait, wait a minute. What do you mean I've got a lot on the ball? Why don't you tell me something that I... I can do to make some money. He said, listen, man, you've got a lot on the ball. He said, it's obvious that you don't know what you're going to do in your life entrepreneurially. So he started by giving me the step one, there's three steps. And, and, uh, and when I completed those three steps and we'll, uh, that's going to be in that mangomancareer.com. Okay. Cool. But, but the three steps that within two weeks, I knew what I was going to do for the rest of my life. And I've been doing, I love to eat. I love to entertain. I, I love to travel and many other the things that was on my list. But I've been traveling, showing people how to eat for 40 some years. Wow. And it wasn't until I did that, that that put it all into perspective for me. And by the way, Willie Jolly introduced me to the National Speakers Association's annual convention. And when I was speaking at one uh, gig and the meeting planner asked me if I'd like to do one for the youth program. And I said I would. And it was at that time that I gave that story. And that's when Willie Jolly introduced me for that youth program. Mm -hmm. And it's amazing at the amount of kids that came to me 10 years later, because these were all the kids that, you know what it's like at the NSA. Oh, yeah. You've got the the uh, grandparents, the parents, and they're all speakers. Then they got all the kids. And these kids are very attuned to speaking. Oh, yeah. So I had to be really different when I walked out there and we had a blast. That audience gave me a standing ovation. And so that was one of the things that I did to escalate people's awareness of what, what are you going to do in life? What's the career side of your life? Because we want to get that in line. And everything that I'll be sharing with you today on Is Your Diet a Riot is so cohesive to that. But how about let's, if we talk about those nine components real let's quick. Let's do it. Okay. When I was at the National Speakers Association one year,
here, uh, Jeffrey. I was in the main lobby there, not lobby, but uh, in the meeting room, the main main thing where everybody yeah. just meets and talks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And there was a guy that come up to me. His name was Bobby Giles. Hey, Dr. Wayne. He says, I'm Bobby Giles. I'm from Montgomery, Alabama. He said, I heard you speak the other day. He said, listen, I have a speaking engagement for you, 14 of them in a 12-day period in Alabama. He said, the, the reason it's open for you, he said, our speaker got deathly sick and he can't do it. And you're just the person I would like to have to do it. So I did 14 seminar in wow. a 12-day period. Wow. And each one of them, Jeffrey, you know what that's like. That's a load of work. And uh, each one of them were in a different town. So I had to stare, uh, tear the stage down in the afternoon, get to the, drive to the next town in the evening, set the stage up and do another gig, and then go to bed, drive to the next town the next day, set the stage up for a noon thing, and then do uh, the evening gig. And then there was one left in every town. But there was one thing they all had in common when they used to come up and, you know, shake your hand after and everything. Yeah. All right. They would say, you know, Doc, you're pretty funny up there. Everybody. He said, you think I can get me a new start on life? That's the way they talk in Alabama. <laughs> yeah. And I said, a new start. Every one of those 14 towns that I was in, they I was amazed. They all asked me the similar question. So I said, I'm going to play with that word, a new start. And once we get the people well, what's the use, buddy, if we don't keep, uh, show them how to stay well for life? Exactly. And here are the nine components that's going to keep you healthy for life. And they call it's called a new start. If people will write that word down acronymically on the page where there's only one letter on each line, attitude is A. N is nutrition. E is exercise. W is water. S is sunshine. T is tenacity. A is air. Rest is the R. And T is temperance, moderation in everything we do. So it, what heads the list there is attitude. So I wrote a little poem on it. I said, if we have enough fortitude to develop an attitude of sincere gratitude for our body's magnitude, we will have an aptitude to reach a higher latitude for an ultimate altitude. So we need to get our attitude about our personal excellence down, especially when it comes to our health, because it is the most important. And if you want to, we can get into the nutrition now, because that's the second word. Yeah, but I want to go back on attitude for just a second. There's a discipline that's involved in this diehard. And if you understand that it's not simply, yeah, I feel great. No, there's a discipline that's involved in doing it. And Dr. Wayne will discuss how he disciplines himself. So you can decide if it's worth it for you to discipline yourself. Because I can promise you this, when your health fails, nothing else matters. Right. Okay. People only Now you want- can go to nutrition. Okay. Let me just comment on that one thing. People only want what they want when the want is more than the effort. We make this whole thing, this nutrition, everything simple to where you just got to do it. And the good thing is it's delicious. Go ahead. No, I'm going to tell you this. Um, The first time I ever socialized with Dr. Wayne, I cannot tell you where we were. It seems like we were down south someplace. Right. We were in Georgia. We were at a restaurant. Huh? We were in Georgia. There's when I was speaking for uh, Glenn W. Turner. Or no, no, I think we met before then, didn't we? Yeah, oh, way before that. Oh, okay, good, good. So we're in a restaurant and everyone's ordering off the menu except Dr. Wayne. He said, you know, um, I don't eat meat. What I'd like is a big plate of vegetables that you just stir fry up and that'll make me happy. And everybody else got food that looked like crap. 
except Wayne, who got one of the best looking platters I've ever seen in my life. And it stuck with me for 30 some years. Well, like, why are you ordering off the menu when you should just be ordering what you want? Exactly. Because their expense, your profit, the customer is profit. And oh, without, yeah. without and profit. What, by the way, what he got was half the money everybody else paid. Yes. And so what we got to do is think about you're the most important person in that thing because without you, they wouldn't have a business. Correct. So get what you want, but be good about it. And sometimes what I do is I take a little recipe that I want when I'm dining out. And uh, when people go to get, uh, when they go to one of my websites, mangomanrecipes.com, there's 400 of them on there. And we'll talk a little bit later, but I take one of those recipes on there when I'm dining out and I ask the waitress, I said, ma'am, my doctor has me on a special diet. I didn't tell her I was the doctor, but I said, my doctor, <laughs> has, <laughs> my doctor has me on a special diet. Could you go ahead and take and see if the chef can make this for me? And she said, okay. She comes back, man, everybody that I go out with to eat with, I said, why didn't we get that? Right. Yeah. So you were in charge of what we put in our, our, our bodies, nobody else. So how does about- one, Does one of your websites lead to the other? Uh, well, yes, some of them go here, some of them go there. But, but I mean, can I click on one website and get to the next one or do you list them somewhere? Well, well uh, if they would just uh, take that one particular website and go from there, because I'm working right now with the website hosts, because uh, something something is going to be uh, need to be changed. And then that'll be that. That's why I'm giving them each a domain name right now. Okay. So hold on one second. Give me the domain name. You just give me the recipes one. Oh, yeah. That's mangomanrecipes.com. Mangomanrecipes.com. I got it. Com. Good, good. Okay. okay. That's up there, you guys. All right. Keep going, Wayne. All right, sir. How about if we talk about the science of nutrition? Please. And we're going to talk about the best definition of nutrition because so many people think it heals and all that stuff. So nutrition doesn't heal. It doesn't cure. It doesn't do anything like that. We just got to get over it. It's a series of four processes that the body employs to make food and materials for the body to use. Nothing more and nothing less. The food has to break down. It's called digestion. The food has to get into the bloodstream. It's called absorption. Then the body will use it. It's called assimilation. And then the body will get rid of. It's called elimination. And it's a science and it never changes. It's how we apply it that changes. So those four processes, I uh, took the first one, digestion, and I show people how to consume their food to where everything they eat stands the best chance of digesting. And I want to talk a little about something. Uh, when I mentioned that mangomanrecipes.com, here's what I want to do. There's five elements to a sound nutrition program. And if you will adhere to this, and we're going to talk today a little bit about food combining for optimal digestion, but here's the five elements to a sound, healthy nutrition plan. We must eat foods when they're in season. And that's what all those recipes are on that CD, uh, CD-ROM. Or if they, if they don't have the ability to uh, put a CD-ROM in their computer, they can always go to mangomandiet.com and that'll take them right to that downloadable site that they can download all 400 of our recipes into their computer. And uh, every one of them are per season. So here's all your January breakfast, lunches, and dinners recipes. Here's all your February's, your March's, your April's, your May, all the way through the year. 
And what can you do when you're eating on uh, out, uh, when you're dining out? And what can I eat during holidays, Thanksgiving, Christmas, and all of that? So we need to eat foods when they're in season. Now, how can I tell when foods are in season if I don't have the, you know, your your charts and all of your programs and everything? When they're the cheapest in the grocery store and when they're the most abundant. So that's one way of finding out when foods are in season. Now, here's a second component to a uh, element, I should say, to a sound nutrition plan. Eat foods that's suited to the type of environment that you're in. Now, it doesn't do Eskimos any good eating watermelons. You know what I mean? So <laughs> I we need, agree. Yeah, we need to go ahead and think about where we are and usually they pick everything green to ship it and a lot of fruits and everything and vegetables will not mature after they're picked green does that make sense yes and i'll tell you what i do personally die hard every saturday that i'm in charlotte i go to the local farmer's market and that gives me a better choice than the grocery store because i kind of know what they've done these are people who arrive with their you know, the cart and their hands are dirty because they go out in their own fields and farm stuff. And in North Carolina, that's very long summer, um, very long planting season. So you can get all kinds of fruits and vegetables. And I, I come home with an armload every week. Good for you, man. Well, I know a lot of different farmers around the area and they have huge facilities. You can go out. One of them here, he's got 185 acres of just oranges. Yeah. And he's got a four acre plot of a garden above ground gardening. And two of those acres are just tomatoes. Wow. He's got 17 different kinds of tomatoes. I was shocked. Grape tomatoes, cherry tomatoes, this tomato, that tomato, plum tomatoes, whatever. And uh, so I have different farms. There's a blueberry farm I go to, mango farm, orange farms. So I go to those farms because I like to pick the stuff, actually. Yeah. And it's fun. There's farms in North Carolina where you can pick your own strawberries and pick your own blueberries. Oh, right and on. Pumpkin and pumpkins. Oh, no kidding. Good for you. Yeah. Okay, so we need to eat foods when they're in season, according to the type of environment we're in, and suited to the type of activity that we're involved in, like your occupation. If you're sitting behind a computer all day, it doesn't do you much good as somebody would who is doing a marathon race. So we need to eat foods that's suited to the type of activity that we're involved in. Number four... We need to eat foods according to our body's digestive chemistry, food combining, respecting our acid-alkaline balance. And you can always go to Mangoman Digestion, D-I-G-E-S-T-O-N, MangomanDigestion.com. Hold on, let me put it in the chat. All right. Mangoman. Digestion. D-I-G-E-S-T-I-O-N.com. Correct. And that's where Dr. Joe Mercola interviewed me on the subject of food combining. So you can use that as a reference, a reference. And it's not quite an hour long, but you will understand exactly how your food digests. Cool. Now, the fifth one is, is to eat more raw foods than cooked. Because if it's not fit raw, it's worse yet cooked. So how about if we just talk just a little bit about the food combining? Can we do that? And how does the body work, let's say, scientifically? Sure. Is that okay? Yep. All right. Food combining is a sensible, scientific way to eat your food so that everything you eat stands the best chance of digesting and doesn't stay in the stomach any longer than it should. And the, the purpose of food combining is to uncomplicate the process of digestion. 
thereby eliminating all those digestive problems like acid reflux, heartburn, gastro problems, indigestion, and just so many other things that evolve in our life because of the lack of the proper digestion. So let's look at the science of how the body really works. Everything starts, Jeffrey, at the cellular level, okay? And we've got millions and millions, billions of them actually. And each cell is called a zygote, Z-Y-G-O-T-E. And so many of these zygotes make tissues. And so many tissues make organs. And so many organs make systems. And the human body has 10 systems that work together harmoniously for normal function. And that's like the, the muscular system, the skeletal system, uh, the nervous system, the lymphatic system, your respiratory system, digestive uh, system, and, and all of that. Uh, you know, your uh, excretory system where you devi- uh, uh, eliminate and all that, and your reproductive system. So each one of those is a separate entity in itself, but yet each of them is also dependent on each of the others. So, but the system that we have the most control over is the digestive system through the way we feed our bodies. And it in turn affects all the other nine systems in the body. So here's what the digestive system is all about. It's the site of ongoing chemical activity and different chemicals that's needed for the digestion of different foods uh, that we have. And for example, starch foods require an alkaline digestive medium, which is supplied initially in the mouth by the digestive enzyme tyalin, P-T-Y-A-L-I-N. And protein foods require an acid medium for digestion. It's called pepsin, P-E-P-S-I-N, and hydrochloric acid. So anyone knows, you know, in chemistry, that acids and alkalines neutralize each other. Mm-hmm. And then we're forced to go to work, you know, uh, really in hard time in, uh, in the stomach when they're pushed in there together. And so digestion is completely arrested and food will rot whether it is allowed to remain for a longer in the stomach of 85 degrees. You know that and I know that. Well, the stomach temperature is actually 104 to 106 degrees. So if you put a watermelon out in the sun of 85 degrees, that thing's going to rot here in no time, isn't it? Yep. If you open it up and expose it to the sun. Well, the stomach temperature is 104 to 106 degrees. So the science of the body is the science of cause and effect. We must deal with the cause. Like a little while ago, I mentioned that we need to go ahead and start treating the body and not the disease. And isn't it ironic that people of the best fed nation in the world have so much trouble digesting their food? <laughs> Hello. Well, we have altered our foods in a way. And I heard I want you to listen to this because as a salesperson, you may be on the outside running around and having a quick lunch. I'm just going to stop for a quick lunch and you eat fast food for lunch and it's killing you. Like the two things that I avoid are fast food places and restaurants where there's more than a hundred of them. And I try to do that because I value myself and my health because I know that if my health goes south or sour, 
I'm useless. And what Dr. Wayne is pointing out to each of us today, me included, is that it's so much, it's so important to understand why and how all of these things take place. And I'm grateful for this. And it's going to, you know, we're going to, this is going to be a, a full hour podcast. Take notes, just take notes. You, you spend more time listening to the news and some bullshit thing on Netflix. This is about you, most important person in the world. And we're privileged to have Dr. Wayne talk to us today about how we can improve ourselves. So keep going, Dr. Wayne. Oh, good. I just want to mention something about that TV and all that craziness that people watch. I can never forget when I went over to Tampa, Florida, and I, Zig Ziglar was uh, speaking, Paul Harvey was speaking, you know, one of those great big uh, seminar, I mean, mm -hmm. uh, conventions they do. Then there was Dan Kennedy, Mary mm -hmm. Lou Breton, the president of the United States, and there was about eight speakers. But I never forgot when Zig Ziglar got off, and it was at that seminar, by the way, that got him and I very well acquainted. When Paul Harvey came out, I never forgot what he said, and it's all about this TV that you just talked about, okay? Hello, fellow Americans. Paul Harvey, stand by for news. Mary Ellen has no more gallbladder trouble. She just gave birth to an eight-pound baby boy. What a surprise to her. She didn't know she was pregnant. What a surprise to her husband. He didn't know she was pregnant. But what an even greater surprise to her physician who diagnosed her with gallbladder trouble. Page two. He said, fellow Americans, there are more good things going on in our country. We get more good news coming. Over 98% of all of the news that comes in our boardroom is great news. He said, but it, we can't print it. And we can't talk about it because if it doesn't bleed, it doesn't read. Yep. If it doesn't bleed, it doesn't read. So to me, we've got to get away from that. Here I am over 70, 76, and I have never had a TV hooked up in my life. I have a TV, but it's hooked up to a DVD player and I just play what I want to put in there. National Geographic, the human body, I mean, all things, because that's what keeps me educated, and they're so good. So we've got to put in our minds good stuff, and it boggles my mind trying to fathom why intelligent human beings would try to maintain their life on junk, as junk foods affect their behavior, their thought processes, and we are the losers. I don't know where I read this one time, but it just came into my mind. The best way to lengthen your life is to avoid shorting it. So if we refrain from overeating and combine our foods correctly, as indicated in our food combining guide, you should never again experience that bloated feeling. All that constipation will be eliminated, all that stuff. And people, uh, if they will stop eating so fast, they've got to start chewing their food up well, because you see your mouth is the first stage of the breakdown of the food, the digestion, your mouth, your stomach, your duodenum, and the jejunum. So the only food that breaks down in the stomach is starches. So when we just mow down food real quick, and when we drink with meals, you just totally messed up your uh, good intake of food. So your odds of avoiding sickness and all that will greatly improve, I should say, if we Start thinking sensibly about how we eat. Now, here's a good line. Men don't die. <laughs> they kill themselves. So similarly, 
Old age doesn't cause sickness. We got to stop letting age be our cage. Age is our stage, not our cage. Age doesn't cause illness. We do. And so if we go ahead and respect our biological limitations and eating foods in a compatible combination with the body's digestive chemistry, we will learn that being healthy can be very easy. And remember this, one of the greatest things in life is the laws uh, of life's laws as replenishment. If we do not eat, we're going to die. Just as surely if we don't combine our foods properly and eat the kind of foods which will nourish our bodies constructively, we will not only die prematurely, but guess what happens? We got to suffer along the way. So if you cut your hand, we got to think like this, Jeffrey. If you cut your hand, notice it bleeds. Okay, we're going to put a Band-Aid on it. A week goes by, a scab forms. Another week goes by, you take the bandage off, you watch it. And another week goes by, the scab comes off, and you got a little scar tissue there, correct? Yep. Okay. Now, here's the point of that analogy. We're healthy automatically by design and sick only by default. Wow. So you want to talk about the commandments of food combining? Three commandments. What are they? All right. Don't eat proteins and starches at the same meal. All right. And I'll give you an explanation as to why, but I'll give you the three real quick. Don't eat fruits and vegetables at the same meal and eat melons alone or leave them alone or your stomach will moan. So they don't digest with anything. But let's talk about the proteins and the starches. They should never be eaten together. That's hamburger in the bun, hot dog in the bun, meat and potatoes, uh, spaghetti and meatballs, pizza, all that stuff. You can get pizza out, but just tell them you don't want the meat. Put a bunch of vegetables on that and all that. And if you want to eat hot dogs or hamburgers or anything, the meat is a protein and the bread is a starch. We'll talk about a hot do- hamburger or a hot dog right now, okay? It takes a series of acid, as I indicated a little while ago, digestive juices to digest the protein, pepsin, hydrochloric acid, and a series of alkaline digestive juices to digest the starch, tylen, uh, maltase, and all of that. When proteins and starches are combined together, their digestive juices neutralize each other and digestion comes to a halt. Then when food doesn't digest, as I mentioned a little while ago, it rots. And so people are looking for, uh, you know, things to appease the condition. What is it? It all evokes change. We've got to go ahead and make changes. Nobody likes change except a wet baby. So we got to make the necessary changes. Here's the second commandment of eating, uh, uh, food combining. Fruits and vegetables should never be eaten together. Now, when they're combined, the digestion of fruit is delayed in the stomach and all that fermentation, gas and everything, it starts really escalating. The lettuce and the celery are exceptions and may be combined with any fruit vegetables like tomatoes, bell peppers, and all of that. But okra, cucumbers, eggplant, bell peppers, and all of that, okay? They're okay to do that. Summer squash, zucchini squash. So we got to keep the fruits and the vegetables at separate times. And the thing about melons, eat them alone or leave them alone or stomach alone. They combine with no other fruit. Now you can eat watermelons, cantaloupes, honeydews. You know the way I start my morning every day in the summer and the beginning of the fall, like I'm doing as we speak. I start out with my recipe calling melon out. It's a whole watermelon, a whole honeydew melon, and two cantaloupes. And what I do is I cut them up and I take a a quarter of the watermelon, a quarter of the cantaloupe, I mean the honeydew, and a half of the watermelon. I get the seeds out of the, I put that in the blender and it makes me two quarts of one of the most tasty, delicious, energizing beginnings of my day. I do that every day, every day. Uh, Suppose you just ate the melon without putting it in a blender. 
Well, you could do that too. And as a matter of fact, that's always good. But when I wake up in the morning, I don't want to have to sit there and mess around with this. You know what I mean? I just want to grab it. Now, here's what it does. That whole watermelon, the whole cantaloupe, I mean, a whole water, honeydew and the two cantaloupes, that makes eight to 10 quarts. I've got a refrigerator in the garage, a refrigerator in the kitchen. The five are tucked around, you know, the center portion up there where it's, it even actually freezes in the, uh, a little bit, not all the way, but a little bit. So it slows down the oxidation. I pick out one in the kitchen refrigerator slowly sip on that, check out the schedule for the day. When I get through with that, I do a little workout for an hour or so. How many ounces is in a, your serving? Oh, a quart. Got it. Okay. Yeah, man. It's awesome. And everybody, everybody that ever comes by here, and I share that with some, one of, any one of them, they all stop. Man, this is awesome. And I've never had anybody put even a, a, a half an inch of it down, and I had to come by and throw what they didn't drink. They yeah, just, you. you can hear them sucking it down. Yeah. So melons combined with no other food. So I go ahead and I'll have that melon out drink then. And then mid-morning, uh, since the, they're in season now, peaches, plums, and nectarines. I cut those up in quarter pieces. I cut two mangoes up. I dice them in quarters or the bigger they are, then I cut them in six each piece. I cut two mangoes up and I toss all that like a salad. And that's my mid-morning. And then the moon, noon meal is something else. And then the evening meal is something else. So melons, they combine with no other food. They are in their simplest forms and requires no breakdown digestion in the stomach. And if they're held back in the stomach while digesting something else, well, you're going to have fermentation big time. So, Ooh. yeah. So you got to be careful about that. And it's no wonder that melons bother so many people. They eat them before, with, or directly after a meal. There's no exception to that rule. Melons alone or leave them alone or your stomach them on. And a subcategory to that commandment would be dessert the desserts. When you eat sweet fruits, even fruit, excuse me, sweets, and even fruit after a meal, you mess up, you foul up the digestive process and your foods rot. Bacteria turns the food into alcohols and vinegars and no digestion is the result. Our bodies hate the alcohol and vinegars and our friends hate the gas. <laughs> so nature's way of releasing gas by the way of the bowels is a natural process, but it's not natural for it to be foul smelling. So the bottom line here is combine when you dine to get the correct effect. And anything that's worth doing is worth doing poorly until you learn to do it well. Once again, mm -hmm. mangomandigestion.com. That's Dr. Mercola's interview of myself. And it's about not quite an hour long, but you will know exactly how we're designed to eat and all of that. Okay. And so, so diehard, what Dr. Wayne is doing right now is telling you how you can be a productive salesperson literally every day, not have down time, not have sick time, and not have time that interrupts your ability to make a sale and make money. So we're not teaching you how to close a sale in this particular lesson of sell or die. We're teaching you the opportunity to stay healthy and make more sales. Right on. Very, very good, Jeffrey. And that's true. Um, what is it? Most people give up their health and their quest for wealth just to spend the wealth to regain our health. You know, I've said that before. Exactly. But now I talk about those three foods you can uh, avoid quite a bit, actually. And 
if we want super health for the long haul, this way we don't have to go ahead and worry about those, you know, the, what is it, the proverbial uh, cane and wheelchairs and drug to death and so forth. It's too much. We don't have to. Uh, we're all on the road to death, as I mentioned. There's just no need to jump in the passing lane, okay? Yeah, the only question is when and how. Right. Well, first of all, there's three foods to avoid at all costs. Let's give them them, and then we can uh, show you what's for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Is that okay? Sure. Go. All right, sir. And by the way, these three foods to avoid, we should avoid them all together. And don't even cheat once with them. In our home, they're not even an option. There's nothing like this in my home. Let me give you an inter uh, overview of them, and then maybe we could get specific with each one. Is that fair enough? Go for it. Okay. Anything that's white, W-H-I-T-E, anything that's white, anything that fizzes, and anything that's greasy. If it's white, it's not right. If it fizzes, you'll fizzle. And if it's greasy, it's sleazy. So we have to think about the 10 systems of our body. And we have an additional one, as I mentioned about those 10 systems a little while ago. We have one that's called, additional one, it's called the buffer system, B-U-F-F-E-R. And it, it helps keep everything in balance in our bodies. Let's say our main goal really is normalcy, survival. So the white foods and uh, fizzy food drinks and foods, they cause havoc with the skeleton system, the nervous system, the glandular system, the digestive system, the respiratory system, and the senses of your body. Because what they do by way of the buffer system, Jeffrey, that uh, if your body, okay, let's say you, we feed our kids sugary foods. Notice how they all amp up and oh gosh. We gonna... Let's say, let's say we, we, that's what we do. Do you go to the supermarket and go down the cereal aisle, and it is the vast wasteland of sugar food. Oh, absolutely. And people actually eat it, thinking it's good for them. Well, you see, let's say you feed your kids sugary foods, we'll say, okay? And I'm going to talk about the buffer system. And that acts like checks and balances in our body. So if we feed them full of sugar, sugar has no calcium in it. So the body will go somewhere to look for it. And it goes to the nervous system first and pulls it out. Now the kids are all amped up. They're doing this little gully. They're all antsy. And the more sugar we eat, the more our nervous system is deprived of its natural momentum. So that's called your buffer system. And when, and when your nervous system gets out of fact, then it starts affecting your brain and then your bones and all of that. So we need to stay away from white foods and fizzy foods because the fizzy foods, uh, they have a lot of acid to it. And it'll go somewhere to get some alkaline minerals, potassium, calcium, and all of that, uh, magnesium, and they'll rob it. So then our bones suffer, and then our nervous system goes. And then we go to somewhere, to somebody who treats disease, when we really should be going to somebody who teaches health and treats your body. Right. So I don't want to treat it. I want to cure it. That's it. We want to, we want to treat the body. We don't want to treat the disease. And of course, here's the third category of food is the greasy slick foods play havoc with our cardiovascular system, our lymphatic system, the reproductive system, and the muscular system. So if you are having any trouble with those 10 systems that make up your wonderful body, then eliminate those corresponding categories of food and watch your effective areas make dramatic improvements. So eat more foods that grow on trees and plants and eat less foods that's manufactured in plants. <laughs> Agreed. All right. <laughs> that's classic. 
Oh, thank you. So do you want to, I'm going to address supplements just real quick because a lot of people think that if they take supplements, that's going to be it. Here's the line. One day, Dr. Mercola and I were walking on the beach. I don't know if you know who Dr. Joe Mercola is, do you? No. Okay. Well, he's extremely, extremely famous in the health industry. But he and I were walking on the beach. He lives down the street here from me. He's all over the world. He's golly. He's just millions and millions and millions of followers. It's, it's amazing. But we were walking on the beach and he said, you know, Doc, he says, I wish you would tell me if somebody asked you about supplements, what would you tell them? I said, good deal, Joe. Supplements, they're complements. They're not circumvents. They're yeah. there to complement the meal, not to take the, the place of the meal. So when we get the meal, the nutrition down in our lives, then the supplements become a bonus instead of an act of appeasement. So my line is this. We should never supplement a bad diet. We need to correct a bad diet. So that's my story on supplements in a, in a brief cool. thing. I know you want to talk about dealing with the back to school and, and the flu season. Do you want to address that real quick? Yeah, we'll do it. All right. I know we're getting out of time here. First of all, never tell a person what you're doing. People are always down on what they're not up on. Okay. Uh, people love to talk about the problems because they get more attention from doing that than they ever would if they embraced the solution. Mm -hmm. And if you walk down the street, here's a good line that I learned a long time ago. If you walk down the street, notice it's always, always, always the smallest dogs that make the most noise. It's always those small thinking people that want to hold you back. And that's most unfortunate. But so here's the line there. How many times do you suppose the great play Hamlet has been aired, played? Millions. Oh, yeah. yeah. Exactly. But when Richard Burton did it, Jeffrey, wow. Same messenger, different, excuse me, same message, different messenger. Yeah. So we must let the dignity of our example be the message. Here's the second thing that I want to say about that, never telling a soul what you're doing and all of that. If you put a fish in an aquarium, Jeffrey, and it's swimming around, it's having a great time. Oh boy, this is good. I mean, you're watching it. You're you're kind of getting a little laugh because of what they're doing and everything. Mm -hmm. And then a, a few days you come back and you say, huh, I wonder what would happen if I put a dead fish in there. Let me find that out. You put a dead fish in there and a couple of days you come back, guess what you got? Two dead fish. We're as good as the company we keep. Got it. Got to associate ourselves with like-minded people and stop telling people what you're doing. Let the dignity of your example be the message. So here's the benefit of utilizing this information that I shared with you today about going back to school, if it's college, if it's high school or whatever, and how to cope with this flu season that we're, first of all, you will never wash the out body with, uh, you know, of your body with sugary, fizzy soda pops, greasy and pasty foods. So why a person would put that inside their body is a mystery to me. Yeah. They put it on, they, oh, you know what I mean? I don't understand yeah. why they, well, we're not garbage dumps with hairy lids. This is our corporate headquarters, and we own 100% stock in a blue chip corporation. We got to stop selling our stock cheap. Put a high price tag on that stock. So I encourage all the people to reward their bodies with nothing but the very best as your performance in school will skyrocket to huge heights with loads of energy. And of course, your mind will benefit from that too. So your yeah. grades will be higher. You'll have a much lower set, a level of stress and stop telling people what you do. And you can ward off the disease that is associated with the four different seasons that they have like, you know, with all these flu seasons and all 
all that? Because here's what's really happening in those seasons, Jeffrey, that your body has to adjust to a new like weather changes, climactic conditions, uh, yada, yada, yada. And when your body is not acclimated to those different changes, then it goes through a little bit of cleansing. And depending on how toxic you are in the body will donate or denote, I should say, the, uh, the level of challenge that you're going to have. So you want to keep your immune system at the highest level as much as you can. And you can ward off disease you don't have, as I said, disease is something we cause, we don't catch. So that was a good lesson I learned in life. So wow. if we can think about this, okay, 2% of all of the people in this world think logically for themselves, 8% think in pain and suffering, and 90% would rather die than think. The fact that you showed up for Jeffrey Jiggetimer's life and enhancing interviews suggests to me that you're in that 2%, and I'm going to qualify that, the 2% who think. Dr. Lester Breslow, he's the dean of the School of Public Health in, at the University of California in Los Angeles, says that just by switching from a bad lifestyle to a healthier one, you can add as much as 14 years to your life. So wow. to take this short time out of your life with Jeffrey and myself doing this to learn how to add years to life, that's a very good trade-off. So hats off to you be, for being a member of that 2% who think by taking that step towards a healthier lifestyle. Remember this. I know we got to close. We have to change our philosophy about life. Life is not going to ch uh, change to suit us. We need to make some personal lifestyle changes to significantly see great results, immediate results. And when I changed my philosophy on life, not only did my life change, but we've done very well in all areas of our lives. So in conclusion, we're already out of first grade. The reason why they make those chairs so small is because we can't fit them anymore. <laughs> so we're out of first grade. So change your philosophy and watch for the enormous immediate benefits that you're going to enjoy. And uh, as I mentioned in conclusion, just think like this. You have a new body and every two to three days, all the lining in your mouth is all renewed. Every five days, you got a whole new intestinal lining. Every 15 days, all new white blood cells, all new red ones. Every 120 days, every six months, a whole new bloodstream. Every 11 months, you got all new cells in your body, Jeffrey. Every two years, you got a whole new set of bones. And every seven years, you've got a complete new body. Now that's good news. And I only wish that I had known that kind of information when I was sick, where life was always a problem to try to solve instead of a joy to be lived. So no matter, you know, we're all here to have abundance in life and not created to be sick. So in all the motivational books, the Bible and all other self-help books, you know, there's never found one shred of evidence to support the notion that we're in this world to be either sick, fat, miserable, or broke. So back to you, Jeffrey. And uh, man, it's been a delightful pleasure with you. Yeah, thank you, Dr. Wayne. You guys, I'm going to challenge you to listen to this episode and then bring it to your family dinner and listen to it again there. And then take a look at what you're eating and then take a look at your health. Most, we, we are so overweight as a nation. If we were invaded by enemies, we couldn't run away. And so the challenge that, that Dr. Wayne is giving you and me today uh, is to observe what we are putting in our mouths because that's going to be the direct result of our health. And I, for one, at my age, you know, I'm past 70 as well. I'm very cognizant of what I eat all the time. Do I cheat? 
Yeah. Am I vulnerable? Yeah. But if I can do 75% good, maybe 80% good, I'm, I'll be around for a while. My goal is 100. And I've told my daughters that I'll be around for another 20, 25 years. So plan on that. Uh, my epitaph on my tombstone will be just before he just before he died, he spent his last nickel. So no one's <laughs> no one's going to look at me for, for <laughs> additional money. But they're definitely going to look at me as a, as a dad who can help them understand life and where to go and what to do. Yes. That's the fun, that's the fun that I have. Yes. Uh, and I'll tell you, Wayne has made an impact on my life from the first time we ever met. And I'm hoping that this lesson will create some impact for you as well. And, you know, you never know who's in the audience today. Someone needs this message bad and they're going to get it. Yes. So, uh, I wish you continued health, Wayne, for sure, you for sure. And the guidance that you give other people is not just information. It's a blessing. Thank and you. I thank you very much for being here today, diehards. You take care of yourself. I'm Jeffrey Gittimer. Go out there and eat better, even if your ass falls off. Thanks for listening to the show. Don't forget to like, share. Yeah, share with both your friends. And subscribe to the podcast. And remember, we have a free 22-day sales challenge. Just go to Gittimer.com slash sales challenge to start you on your way.